Yo. 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 I was wondering if you're about to pick up, man. They had me on damn hold forever. Well, you know you got to type in your name and all that shit. Oh, word, word, word. I got to log in. <laughs> For those who know the show, this is Digga Jones. That is Two Gun Tony. This is Digging Two Guns News and Views. And all of the types of fuckery. Right, right, right. Today is July 16th. It's a Monday. Yeah, man. For, you said what? I say it's a Mob Deep Monday. Mob Deep Monday, that's right. For those who actually tuned into all four shows last week, we thank you. We appreciate that. So, it's one of those Still situations. Get my nudes yet? You said what? Still haven't got my nudes yet. Oh, man, man. Two underscore gun underscore Tony on Instagram. That's his name. Send him. Like, y'all ladies are slipping. (laughs) But, man, how was your weekend, man? Pretty good. Pretty cool. Pretty calm. Word, word. It was another lazy weekend for me, man. They had me at football camps and shit. My diabetes started acting up. I didn't feel like doing shit. Mm. I literally laid in bed all weekend, man. Word. Word, so. But, um, shit, what was I about to say? Oh, God, what was I about to say? I I can't even I can't even hold down the train of thought right now, man. You was about to say I sit alone in my full corner room staring at candles. Scarface, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right now we sitting alone in our four corner room staring at candles. High on drugs. You know, you, you know what, man? What? We we never do a show on you know seasonal songs. Seasonal. Like every time I think about that song, I think about Halloween. Yeah. And the reason Bushwick Bill, this year Halloween fell on a weekend. Me and ghetto boys a trick or treat and around little kids from that. Right? Like we we never talk about seasonal songs. Like there are certain songs that I hear that remind me of certain things. Uh huh. And when I say season, it doesn't have to be Halloween, Thanksgiving. <laughs> Christmas, you know, just a season in your life where you were doing good or you were, you know, it reminds you of a certain moment. Well, it's summertime right now. Like, what's some of your summertime songs? Oh, man. Summertime songs. You, Of course, you got to throw in Summertime by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Yep. A.K.A. Red Boy. Right. Okay. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, there was this summer by, uh, Jay-Z. Dear Summer. Yeah. There was a song that came out last year, though. That was my summer track. It was a song by Calvin Harris featuring Ariana Grande, Pharrell, and Young Thug. <laughs> and that's, that song's called Heat. That song's called Heat Stroke. Mm. Like, <laughs> ooh. Like, like, you gotta understand, like, the summer of 96, we had California Love. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. California California Love is one of my favorite summer songs. Because that song goes with everything. Oh, I like the remix better. Oh, the remix, was, that was the one that was featured on the album. The one with Roger Trotman at the end. Yeah. Shake it, baby, shake <laughs> yeah. it, mama, shake it, mama, Like, whoever, whoever <clears throat> from Creative Control was dope. 
Oh, um, like, um, shit. There's a song, um, what's it called? By DJ Quick. Because <coughs> summer of 92, me, my brother and sister, we went to Colorado Springs for the summer, right? And DJ mm-hmm. Quick had a song called Just Like Compton. And I'm not certain if you remember this, but um, if you lived in the Midwest, they had this show called The Box, where you can call in and request uh-huh. songs, right? And a music video mm-hmm. will pop up. So, like, we would always sit there and use my Aunt Brenda's phone that we used to call on the box to watch Just Like Compton. Like, two videos always played. It was Just Like Compton and Spice One's um, Welcome to the Ghetto. Like, those are are summertime tracks for me. Like, when I was growing up and, you know, when you're going through your adolescence, like, Jade's Don't Walk Away. That was my shit. You know what I mean? Your triumph is always going to be a big summertime. Oh hell yeah, the summer of '97. Because mm-hmm. remember, remember, I think it was July that we released that double CD. It was June, June or July, one of the two. And it was June seventh. And MTV was making a big spectacle out of it. Yep, they did the Michael. They had the Michael Jackson treatment. Yeah, it had the Michael Jackson treatment. You know, like I remember, you know, there um because the first time I ever heard Triumph was the end of that school year that year, right? Because yep. we were still in school. It was Mayish, And it came, <sighs> I want to say around May 8th, because that song came out around my birthday. The album came out the day we got out of school. The next day it came out. Okay, yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Well, maybe not for y'all, because I was at OW my ninth grade year. Okay. About to say, Shout that out to OW. About, that sounds about right. But um, what ended up happening is, you know, like, oh yeah, that was a big song of the summer. Diddy came out with the um, No Way Out album. Uh-huh. Um, that same summer, I think No Way Out came out in July. What was the song off of there? Um, um, the first thing off of that was All About the Benjamins. And then what was the one with Buster Moms and Biggie? Um, um Victory. Yeah, Victory. <clears throat> like had, so, you know what's funny about that? We had a Victory and a Triumph. Triumph the same come summer. out in the same year. Yeah. It was a very. Everybody knows I'm a big Jacksons fan, and like that's the name of two of their albums. That's true. Yeah. Yep. Destiny, Triumph, and Victory. Yeah. Um. What's it called? Out of all those, Victory was my favorite. Victory. Victory is my favorite out of all three of those. So let's talk about Victory. Let's talk about Jackson was. Okay. Michael Jackson was so ill with Victory, he did not want to be on the album. He had a solo song by himself. With Mick Jagger. Was, no, the one, uh, Be Not Always. Okay, yeah. And then he had another one with Mick Jagger. And then he had a verse on the title track, which is Victory. And he didn't appear in the music video. None so of the music videos. His yeah, the it was tor- only one. No, it was. Because, no. Cause yeah, torture. Body. Yeah, torture and body, yeah. Yo, body but was torture. My- Body was one of my favorite music videos, dog. Yeah, the way they came up, each of them came up in a different car. Yeah, because um, was Tito had the um, the Jeep. Marlon rode like the a, um, Marlon rode motorcycle. the bike. Yeah, Marlon rode the motorcycle. Um, Randy came up in um, what was it, a Corvette? It was some kind of drop top Corvette. I believe it was a Corvette. Yeah, it came in drop top Corvette. Jermaine wasn't in the video either. 
No. Yeah, there were only was, four of them. Yeah, and they were doing that video shoot. But you know the mm-hmm. funny thing. The funny thing that always makes me laugh about that video is these girls were in a gym working out, and they learned Marlon's dance moves like on the fly. Immediately. Yeah, on the fly. He's like, "You got the job." I'm like, "What?" And there's something else about victory. Uh, they went on a victory tour. Correct. But Mike was so ill and he was so big, he told the niggas, we only doing Jackson 5 songs and songs off of Thriller. That's true. They never performed a song off Victory on the Victory Tour. How crazy is that, though? So it was actually a Jackson 5 reunion tour and a Thriller tour. Nah, but um, what's it called? What, what concert phase were they on when they were doing Jackson's Live, the Jackson Live album? Jackson Five album? No, the Jacksons Live. Um, Destiny. Okay, so this is what was so ill about that tour. That was the Can You Feel It album. Was that? That was Triumph. That was Triumph. Yeah. So let me tell yeah. you what was so ill about the Triumph tour. They barely performed. The only song that they, I think, performed off of Triumph was um, Can You Feel It? Because that's how the CD started. Uh-huh. And the other. The other, you know, the other parts of that album was Michael Jackson solo songs and Jackson Five songs. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta respect Michael's bravado. Well, it it, it was it wasn't even bravado too much because he came off a of ten million with Off the Wall, right? Well, Off he the Wall. Off... Wasn't, wait, hold on. Off the Wall wasn't certified diamond until what was it ninety eight? But he still sold a lot compared to the brothers. Oh yeah, I mean, I think it was five million at that time, give or take. But worldwide, I'm pretty sure it was more than five million. Oh, worldwide, it had to be at ten, because yeah, I think so, world, you know. I think I think worldwide that album's twenty two million. Don't ask me why I was then, looking at. Don't ask me why I was looking at Michael Jackson um, statistics recently. Cause you got to. Like, I check on Mike's statistics regularly just just because it's so it's so dope. Yo, but. 177 million albums worldwide for Thriller. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, this is one CD. One CD where all the songs were singles, except for one? Except for one. What song was a single? Lady in My Life, right? That wasn't a single? Yeah, that wasn't. Um, No, it was... uh... Baby Be Mine. Mm-hmm. It, it was baby be mine because I remember um, checking out the statistics for Lady in My Life. That was actually a number one Quiet Storm song. Uh huh. So yeah, there'll be to... no darkness tonight. For those who want to hear about me and Two Gun talk about Thriller, visit our past shows. We did a classic Sunday on Thriller, so check that shit out. And if you never heard Thriller before, there's something wrong with you. Like this is this is how bad I got with Thriller one time, because you gotta understand Thriller is a high selling CD, right? Mm-hmm. The biggest selling CD of the United States of all time, right? So, I used to sit there and be at the mall because remember I worked at the mall. I used mm-hmm. to ask everybody that came in the store, you know, hey, excuse me, do you have a copy of Michael Jackson's Thriller? People would go, no. I said, did you ever own a copy? They're like, no. I said, who the fuck did he sell these records to? What? <laughs> you know what I mean? And, you well, know, you know, the more of our parents' era. Right. 
But still, you know, everybody that I asked, they had to be above the age of 35 at this point mm-hmm. in time. And get, did, I, we were in our mid-20s when I worked at Foot Locker. Yeah, that still might have been kind of young. Yeah, so I was just like, hey, do you have a copy of Michael Jackson's Thriller? They're like, no. Like, I said, like if you're in your 50s and 60s and maybe early 70s right now, you probably bought Thriller. That's probably true. Yeah. And you understand um, what um, Epic Records did at that time is they put Michael Jackson at the superstar pricing. Where CD, mm-hmm. where um, LPs were like eight ninety nine, right? Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson's Thriller LP was like eleven to twelve ninety nine sold in stores, and people were still buying it. <coughs> Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, you gotta let that you know marinate for a quick second. And the way Michael Jackson had his contract with Epic, he saw eighty percent of his album sales, and Epic got to deal with twenty percent. Mm. Do you know who's the only other guy in music business that had that same contract? Who? Master P. Master P. Unless you were somebody like Otis Redding or Ray Charles. Well, they own their own labels. Mm-hmm. They own their own labels. I'm talking about subsalaries. Yeah. So, you know, you had no limit as a subsalary of the priority records. You had, you know, Michael Jackson being, you know, a subsalary. Okay. Oh, no. The Lady of My Life wasn't a single. It wasn't? It was The Girl Is Mine, Billie Jean, Beat It, Want to Be Starting Something, Human Nature, PYT, then Thriller. Okay. Thriller was the last single? Yeah. That's fucking dope. And Thriller had the most iconic music video of all time, in my opinion. Yeah. Yo, actually, let me, let me, let me, let me, you know, let me back up a little bit. So, BET, when they were about to turn the century... Going from you know ninety nine to two thousand, mm-hmm. BT had this playlist of two hundred of the best videos of all time, right? Mm-hmm. In my mind, I was like, "Yo, Thriller's number one." And then I remember a commercial saying, uh, "The best videos of all time," and believe it or not, number one's not Thriller. I said, mm-hmm. "I gotta watch this shit," right? So Thriller was number two. Ask me what the number one video was. What? Martin Luther King's I Got a Dream speech. Wow. And, you know, when you think BET, you're thinking music videos, right? So mm-hmm. they had, you know, Donnie Simpson, you know, iconic BET figure. Just like, you know, and the number one video of all time. Now, mind you, we said video. It doesn't have to be music video, so on and so on. Because if it was music video, of course, Thriller got it. I'm like, so mm-hmm. I'm just like, so where, you know, where are we going here? And he says, the number one video of all time is Martin Luther King's I Got a Dream. And they played like 15 minutes of that speech. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, come on, dog. You- they said that um, The Girl Is Mine was the lead single, and they thought it was a, they thought the album because that was a poor choice for the lead single. It, it really was. It was. Like, when when you think about Michael Jackson's Thriller album, one of the mm-hmm. first singles that come to my mind is Billie Jean. Either Billie Jean or Beat It. I can't I can't say Beat It for me though. Like anytime I think of Thriller, other than Wanna Be Starting Something, which was the lead off track. Mm-hmm. Wanna Be Starting Something, which was released May eighth, nineteen eighty three, my first mm-hmm. birthday. Ah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Anyways. But um, <laughs> yeah, this is. I'm just throwing that out there, by the way. 
But um, anytime I think of, you know, the Thriller album, the first thing I hear is, you know, just a kick drum and snare of, you know, of, you know, oh, God, Billy Jean. I, I, I just lost my train of thought. You know, the, you know, the kick snare, you know, kick drum and snare of Beat It. And then, you know, the pulsating bass line. You know what I mean? Like, if you ask me any iconic song on the Thriller album, of course, I'm going to be biased to say Wanna Be Stars. So the second track I'm going to name is Billy Jean. And then on top of that, the music video to Billy Jean was so fucking dope. <coughs> Everything was dope about Thriller. Like, you don't understand how bad I wanted to be a kid and just walk on the sidewalk and have that shit light up. Word. You know what I mean? Like Michael was only 24 when that album was released. Like, this album was so iconic. So iconic that, you know, mm-hmm. like, I got no words for it. You know what I mean? Like, this nigga got in the bed. The bed lit up and Michael disappeared. <laughs> You, you get what I'm talking about here? Say it again. I said, this video was so iconic. Michael got in the bed. The bed lit up and this nigga disappeared. Word. And it wasn't even his bed. No. This man just walked into some random's house, got in the bed, the bed disappeared out of nowhere. You know, the photog- you know, the photographer that was following him around gets busted for being in this girl's room. Mm. Like, that was the ill concept for a video. You gotta admit that shit. <clears throat> like, the concept of the song was dope itself, dude. Everything about it. I'd, it was a thriller. I'd hate to have another thriller show like we're doing now, but so the fuck what? Mm-hmm. This could be called Thriller Revisited. But, you know, let's get back into summer songs, though, for real. Well, shit. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Uh, what's, what's a summer song off a of Dilla? Pyt. Hell yeah. Actually, my summer song off a of Thriller would be "Want to Be Starting Something," and I, there's a story behind that too. But well, that was released in May, so that would be a good. Summer song. You said what? That was released in May, so that would be a good summer song. Let me tell you why "Want to Be Starting Something" is a good summer song. Because don't get me wrong, I love the Thriller album, right? Mm-hmm. But my mom always had this knack of playing side two. You know, mm-hmm. side two of the LP, which began off with Billie Jean. Right? Mm-hmm. So I remember me and Mark, we were working through the summer, whatever or not, and we were at the summer camp, right? Mm-hmm. So during the summer camp, the dude, I want to say this is like 95, right? There was somebody who was one of the lifeguards at a pool, and he bought the history album, right? Mm-hmm. So, remember, History Disc 1 was 15 songs, right? Song number 14, because we all stood by the pool just to hear this Michael Jackson. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because we're kids. And, you know, Michael Jackson still excited you. And I remember the first time I really, really, really listened to Wanna Be Starting Something was 95, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember listening to it, and I was just stuck there. Mm -hmm. Like, you gotta understand... I don't understand how I got past 10 years old or 13 years old and never heard the song to its entirety in my life. 
like after that, I was hooked. I was asking my mom and dad, hey, look, is there anything I can do around the house to collect money? Is there anything I can do around the house for you to buy me this Michael mm-hmm. Jackson album? And they wouldn't get this shit for me, right? So one day before school started, my dad said, hey, you know, you did a good job this summer. I got you something. Go look in the back of my truck. And it was a history album. And I played Wanna Be Starting something hundreds of times a day. Like, <clears throat> everything, bro, everything about that song is dope. Like, have you ever heard the um, acapella to it? All right. Uh, so if it was on one of the reissues, yeah. Has an acapella. There's two Michael Jackson acapellas I always want people to listen to. One is want to be starting some, and the other one is scream. But the acapella the want to be starting <clears throat> is so dope because all the background vocals that Michael Jackson was doing, and then you can hear, you know, you can hear Marlon, you can mm-hmm. hear Randy, you can hear Janet, right? But the, I think the best part of the acapella is when Michael is just like, "Yeah, a vegetable." That's, Yo, like I said, <laughs> it catches you off guard, but it's so fucking dope. And the reason why I always say the scream mm-hmm. acapella is so dope is because you can literally hear the anticipation in Michael's voice, you know, and you can hear him like clapping and stomping. Like you could tell he was into the studio session. Yeah. Like for anybody who listens to acapellas, or just want to hear how vocally sound Michael Jackson is, those are the two acapellas that I recommend. <coughs> that is. And that's the only song he has with Janet. Other than PYT, which she was singing background. But look. Yeah, she wasn't Janet. Yeah, she wasn't Janet Jackson yet. Yeah, she, she was just Janet Michael's yet. little sister. And yeah. Latoya and PYT wasn't Playboy Latoya. She was still <laughs> Penny from Good Times and Charlene from uh, Different Strokes. Right. But, uh, I think I know Charlene, right? Yeah, she was Charlene. What's her name on Fame? I don't remember her name in Fame because I don't watch Fame. But when, was, shit. But when she was Willis's girlfriend, I was like, hey, hey, hey. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yo, is speaking of good times, there's this video on Saturday Night Live where Keenan was playing Florida, right? Mm-hmm. It's a rehash of good times, and Janet Jackson reprised her old, um, old role, mm-hmm. right? But... What makes the episode so interesting is you really didn't realize how depressing Good Times really was until you watched the episode. <laughs> like, I, I gotta send you the video link. So, yeah, that's that. I recently saw a picture of Janet and Thelma from Good Times on her Instagram. And T- together? Together, yeah. And it was, it was, I guess it was like the essence thing where she just performed or something like that. Uh-huh. And you could just see in Janet's face, like, the, the, the awe she had for Devil. Right. You know what I mean? That's like her big sister almost. Yeah. And it was, it was like, wow, that's really, this is like a nice picture. You got to go to her Instagram. I was about to say, isn't it funny how those are the only two members of Good Time that actually look sane nowadays? <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, except the dad. The dad still looked well, pretty. Well, John Amos is John Amos. Yeah, but he, he was what nineteen years younger than Florida or some shit like yeah, that. He was. Oh, James. 
damn, damn, damn. <laughs> Shout out to good times. Nah, man. Good times. Let me tell you about good times real fast. Good times was a good show, but it was so damn depressing. Well, you know, that was a part of America that a lot of people didn't know about. Because they didn't. <laughs> like, you know, because unless you lived in a metropolitan area. No, it was just like. Oh man, like I didn't understand the story behind Good Times. Like I didn't know that they moved from Mississippi to go to mm-hmm. Chicago. Well, that's kind of how it was a lot back then, even in Detroit. Well, you got to think about it. On the East Coast, people go Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina. They moved to New York. In the Midwest, it's like Alabama, Mississippi, Missouri. They go to Chicago or Detroit. Okay. You know they go up because. You know, it was just, uh, you know, the auto industry, the textile industry. Yeah, that's where the jobs were. Yeah. So, um, like, I got to send you that video link from Saturday Night Live because the thing about it is it's so much like the show that it's it's just hilarious. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's a guy on the um, episode who's like, yes, Michael rented a book about Malcolm 10, which is Malcolm X. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And he turned it in three days late, so we can't allow him into the school. I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and that's how the show really was, you know, because Michael got a scholarship and they took it back because of some bullshit. <laughs> Remember when the time the FBI came to the house because he wrote a letter to Castro or some shit? Or um, yeah, it was something that had to do with Cuba. And then James lost his job because they came snooping around the, wherever he was working. Yeah, remember the episode where JJ was about to marry that crackhead? That girl who was Yeah, she was on heroin. Yeah, well heroin. That was Debbie Allen. Yeah, he was about to marry that girl that was addicted to drugs. On prom night. Yeah, it was prom night, yeah. So you remember the episode. And she wasn't from the ghetto. Right, and he um used all his little money to buy her a ring and shit. Yeah, and then he got stuck at the hotel and had to call his mom. Yeah. Damn, good times had some bad times. <laughs> Word. Remember the time when JJ got shot? No, I don't. Is that a real? Yeah, JJ got. Is that a real episode? Yeah. Remember the time JJ got shot? He got arrested for false, like uh, mistaken identity, and the guy that they were looking for was like a five foot tall fat kid. That has nothing to do with JJ's description. Nothing to do with JJ. Yo. Oh, remember the episode where um, Florida, um, Florida and Penny, they were stuck in that house and it had no heat and they had to sit there and sing. And okay, it was it was they were because she was the bus driver. Yeah, and they had to sing, and it's so funny. And, and uh, Tootie was in that episode too. Yeah, Kim Fields. Yep. And she was just like, you know, so what are we gonna do? And they were like singing Jackson Five songs, and she goes, "I tell you what, if they don't hear us singing, um, if they um, if they hear us singing." If they don't rescue us, then at least we get a contract from Motown. And they just, <laughs> yeah, man. Shout out to Good Times. Shout out to uh, Chip Fields for playing Joe Jackson on Good Times and beating the hell out of Penny. <laughs> Yo, like, really, nigga? <laughs> really? Just beat the hell out of that girl. Word. You know, Janet has one of my favorite summer songs, too. What's that? And it came out when we were young, but this used to be my summer song in high school. The song, When I Think of You. When I Think of You. 
baby. Yeah, that used to be my that used to be my summertime shit. Because you gotta understand when we were sixteen years old, sixteen, seventeen years old, and you know, you get your mom's car and you're cruising around the neighborhood looking for bitches, whatever or not. That was just one of those feel good songs that you roll down the street. Even to this day, I could roll down the street and listen to that song and it puts my moods and spirits like ten times high. Cruising around the neighborhood looking for bitches. For bitches. <laughs> Come on now, you act That's like you didn't do that shit. Yeah, I know. It just sounded it just sounded good in my quiet storm voice. Oh, you want me to do my quiet storm voice? Yeah, go ahead. Cruise around town in the neighborhood looking for bitches. Looking for bitches. Looking for on the late night, quiet storm Word. hour. Yo, man, well, get we, your condoms. Yeah, man, but we gotta cut this short. I'm um, show short. All right. Yeah, man, I gotta use the bathroom. I ain't trying to let y'all hear that shit. Oh, he's about to take her number two. I sure am. But this is the, you're not the first dog that shitted on a lawn. That means oh yeah, shit. You already nigga. Your shirt looks like a dish rag. Your shirt look like a curtain. Later, man. Later.